back to our podcast in Mindsight, where we discuss thought-provoking ideas and intriguing concepts. As always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host Yasin, I'm Elias, and let's dive right into this week's episode, which will be about sharpening the saw, as you can say metaphorically. What does it mean? Uh, what is it all about? We can learn about all it in Stephen Covey's book, Seven Habits for Highly Effective People, which I want to present a bit closer to you today. Not only to you, also to Yasin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, can't wait to hear. I think I've read some summaries of the book and I think I'm quite familiar with most concepts, but who knows, maybe you're going to surprise me. I see you have quite extensive notes here, so... Man, man, this book, for me, it's the productivity bible. <laughs> <laughs> it gets yeah, so much, it's, it has it. so much valuable advice, man. Yeah, so can't <laughs> wait to hear what you have to share. Yeah, um, plan for now is I give a short summary of what Stephen Covey is intending with the book. Um explain a bit the other few rules and then we dive into the his, his last rule uh, sharpening a saw uh, which focuses on yeah yeah keeping the system running <laughs> so to say um now first of all kobe did a lot of a lot of research into um yeah in, into into what success how success is defined and he kind of discovered okay um Before 1920, it was more or less uh, characteristic about integrity, humility, courage. We were following the golden rule. And if you did that, then you were considered successful. But obviously, industrialization, World War uh, I and stuff happens to change all of that up. Um, personality ethic was the go-to then. It's all about your public image, your attitude, your personality. And... Um, what we can see here is that value systems were differently earlier. Um, and to understand what Kobe is doing here, we have to look at how, how the situation nowadays um, feels like. Because productivity um, oftentimes means a, sh a search for like quick fixes. <laughs> um, uh, what, what is a good example, man? Um, you want to get more productive, therefore you... Um, yeah, I don't know. You, st you stop spending time with your family. <laughs> right, oof. It's no. close to home there, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Life story, man. Mean. <laughs> no, um, you want to get more productive, therefore you, for example pick up the habit of calendar blocking and block out every single uh, minute in your in your day because you think you're more productive well uh, whereas you're actually ruining yourself <laughs> by constantly working without any breaks yeah, yeah. um there there's this kind of saying um that that kobe always uh, brought up in the book also is um if you climb a ladder that's leaning against the wrong wall it fucking doesn't matter how fast you can climb it <laughs> um so those quick fixes they are nothing but band-aids they don't they just don't feel right if you if you work with them um and kobe now wants to focus on on this character ethic that i that i mentioned like integrity coming up with um a personal um paradigm for yourself that you can follow so you're in your productivity, you are um, following certain principles. Um, yeah, and there he, he constructed seven uh, habits. Um, obviously, um, the first step to, to mastering um, your life basically is uh, mastering yourself <laughs> internally. Um, those is, that's, that's what um, the first three habits are focused on. Moving from dependence to independence you could say the the next three habits so four five and six they focus on like your external um success you could say and they focus on the mastery of the relationship with others um so to speak teamwork collaboration communication moving from independence to interdependence and now the last habit um which we'll get into in a second it's about um 
keeping that growth from the first uh, six habits um, continuously, um, yeah, yeah, uh, continuing. That's that's the word, man. <laughs> um, but basically, keeping up that system that you should have um, acquired by reading through the book, and. Therefore, I see his approach as um, not chopping down the tree um, by the leaves. <laughs> I see it uh, as chopping down the tree by the root, by the by the roots, by the by the stem, whatever. Um, and that's, in my opinion, uh, a big plus for that book because many many productivity books out there don't focus on your personal integrity when <laughs> when it comes to stuff like that. They just say, okay, man, go with this principle. If it fits you or if it doesn't fit you, it doesn't matter. It's the best thing out there. You have to try it as well. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and to kind of um, round up the summary of of of. Um, seven rules for highly effective people. I I want to give a short glimpse into the first six rules, which also will allow us to understand rule seven a bit better. First rule um, is kind of uh, is called be proactive. What he does there is he he wants to do like a call to action, um, which his whole book is based on. He says we're in charge of everything within our um, circle of influence, and everything in that circle can be changed. Um, so he forms kind of the foundation for, for his other his other rules there to to tell you okay you can actually change something about you your life your relationships. Second rule: begin with the end in mind. Um, this is exactly uh, the ladder thing I just talked about. We have to figure out which wall to lean our ladder against, and he gives uh, good tips on how to figure out your value system. Um, uh, in, instead of uh, blindly working at some random task. By the way, short side note, the personal constitution is also coming from that book. <laughs> um, mm. Where you kind of write for a constitution for yourself, where you note down your uh, principles and with difficult decisions, you can base them on that uh, constitution, for example. Then, third rule, put first things first. Um, you should figure out in your life what has should has have the highest uh, priority, um, and how how you could uh, how you can continuously work on that instead of wasting your time on um, yeah uh, less important things that others may might bring in from the outside. Um, the another side note the. Um, the Eisenhower matrix is also like uh, mentioned in the book, and we will need that for for later for discussing the importance of sharpening the saw. Um, right. Maybe another yeah. side note on yeah. that, so I don't just yeah uh, no, go, shut go up ahead. the entire episode. It's it's okay. It's a long monologue, <laughs> and guys, um, if you're still sticking around, a, thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually stumbled upon a short video of Jordan Peterson where he talks about how our brain is kind of wired to take the path of least resistance and therefore if you know you have something important to do what your brain does is that it searches for other important things to do that are not <laughs> quite as hard as the thing you're supposed yeah, to do yeah. and kind of tries to distract for, distract you from what is really important and what's the priority right now so yeah, yeah we kind of yeah. have to fight back against our brain and convince it that it's the right thing to do and that's what we have to do right now mm. man you know what let's just introduce that eisenhower matrix right now because we'll need it in a second anyways what you have to imagine is like um kind of a two by two matrix basically four squares in a larger square <laughs> if that tells you more <laughs> uh if that's more it's that if that's better imaginable for you um in the top row you enter all the things that are um, important in the bottom row you enter all the things that are not important in the left um, column you enter the things that are urgent and in the right row you enter the things that are um, not urgent so the typical question uh, Colby also tends to ask there is okay what are the tasks you should focus on then now <laughs> what, where should you work at and Obviously, many people tend to choose um, important and urgent because, yeah, um, I mean, they're, they're, 
They are basically um, the wildfires that has that have to be extinguished right now in your company, in your personal life. Um, but what's actually um, more impactful is the stuff that's important but not urgent. For example, your physical health. Uh, for example, coming up with a, a, a business strategy that saves you from, <laughs> I don't know, um, whatever, whatever catastrophe you can imagine, if it would hap ever happen. Um, things that are important, but uh, not urgent because they lie in the future, for example. And we will need that for sharpening the saw, so bear that concept in mind. Um, and now a quick introduction to the last three rules, um, where it comes to socializing with others. First of all, think win-win. You have to build the kind of abundance mentality, he says, um, where both parties also in a conflict can kind of win. Um, if you find out, if you figure out further alternatives and compromises, um, sounds very wishy-washy, happy rainbow, but he makes uh, very good points for it. <laughs> um, you might get into that in another episode. And then um, rule five, seek first to understand, then to be understood. Um, in order in order to solve a conflict or a problem, it's always the best idea to first develop a deep and mutual understanding of each other's um, yeah, problems. And there he also brings up a very nice story. Um, I'll introduce it to you quickly. Let's say you go to an optometrist and tell him that you've been having trouble seeing clearly. And he takes off his glasses and hands them to you and says, here, try these. They've been working for me for years, man. <laughs> well, you put them on, but it turns out you, you have negative uh, dioptrins and they have positive dioptrins. So the problem is worse now. <laughs> yeah. So that's why understanding is very um, important. And last but not least, uh, rule six, synergize. And it's a concept where one plus one makes three. To some right yeah right yeah um now sharpening the saw <laughs> what what does he actually um mean by that he proposes four different areas um where you should invest time in to improve, to to keep them going. I will get into those uh, for a second. What does he um, want to do with that? Well, um, maintaining this whole productivity system basically to keep you running. If you because if you don't focus um, on, for example, your health, which is which is part of it, um, the whole your whole life basically derails. And um, you could basically call this the most important quadrant two activity in your life, uh, de facto. Focusing on yourself here and educating yourself and training, uh, like working out um, and lots of other things we'll get into right in a second. Um, because it's obviously, as I said, not, uh, not urgent, but it's important, right? Um, quote here from Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Give me six hours to chop down a tree and I will spend the first four sharpening the axe. Yeah, that's what, what, this, what this concept is getting at here. Yeah, and now before you read through all my notes here, man, what's, <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing to, to keep up? <laughs> to keep up with the demands? How, how can you zone out, for example? What are you doing to sharpen your saw? You have to repeat the last 10 seconds because my connection is just terrible and I hear only <laughs> half of what you say. Man, man. I hope you're moving to Munich soon or to Romania yeah, because internet there is, as we know, uh, top-notch. <laughs> yeah, top-notch when it comes to download but not to uploading episodes <laughs> as we have experienced. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, again, before we get into Kobe's advice, um, what, what are the areas... Uh, no, sorry. How, how do you sharpen your saw? How do you keep your system running? What are your tips and tricks? <laughs> right, tips and tricks. Um, well, in an ideal world with an ideal me, what I would do is have um, <laughs> sort of a weekly review 
of <laughs> no have a <laughs> weekly review of my like whole productivity system from to-do list to notion to whatever email and all that stuff and kind of figure out um what went wrong that week and what can i can improve what maybe took a lot of time that could be more or less automated stuff like that and maybe also have um, a monthly or bi-monthly review where I also just sit down and figure out how can I make certain things more effective and make things run more smoothly. That's kind of the optimal ideal I'm striving towards. <laughs> but man, as man. life gets in the way, what I try to do is just every time I see something in my productivity system that could be improved and takes less than, let's say, 10 minutes to do, which is basically everything, then I just go ahead and do it right then and there and don't just wait for the end of the week to review it. Mm. And in that way, I'm just like my mind subconsciously, subconsciously thinks about all the things that could be improved. And whenever I stumble upon something concrete that I can do right now, I just do it in that moment and don't wait for another perfect moment a week from now to do it. Um, because most likely that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's kind of my approach right now. But that may very well change over the next few <laughs> weeks with union stuff. But yeah. oh yeah, no no life anymore, right? We we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. What you've been getting at is actually just a small part of the whole system of uh, sharpening your saw. Um, it's actually just a sub subcategory of of one of the major things you should do. Um, right. basically, as I said, Covey divides up, um, sharpening the saw, that, that, uh, concept into four different areas where you have to renew yourself, um, consistently, basically even daily, if it's possible or weekly, it's called, uh, it's divided into a, a physical components, a mental component, a spiritual component and a social component. And what Yasin has been getting at right now is the mental component. Um, education, um, questioning yourself basically plays a huge role here. Um, we want to continue expanding our minds. Uh, we want to be continue being subject to new inspiring ideas. We want to overwork our systems here. Um, and one of those points is journaling, as Yasin's doing keeping uh, yourself ha having yourself a second brain to keep track of all your insights and experiences and thoughts but um, there are two other suggestions kobe also makes um, obviously reading man reading good literature um, because that will hone your education to a high degree because many people will stop right after they get out of school with educating themselves with reading anything basically yeah. Which is uh, a shame because um, I have a nice quote here that I want to want to bring up. If you don't have to mention anything beforehand, <laughs> um, well, actually, <laughs> now that you've asked, uh, what I've noticed is that, and that was also a problem with me in the past uh, with reading books uh, because I've had a time where I barely read any book outside of the school stuff, and once I heard the quote where someone said you know reading a book is like learning all the life lessons from somebody who has already lived life is just man you just really took away the point of my quote really <laughs> get out well, of here I, man <laughs> i swear i didn't read it i swear i didn't read it no but, but yeah perfect yeah that's <laughs> that's kind of the what really got me back into reading and kind of yeah. this thought that man you can really not only experience life multiple times, you can also profit from all the life lessons and from yes. the great stuff right, other yes. people have done before you. Whereas in school, it's kind of like, yeah, why do we have to read that book? Well, mm. that's just what the government says. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> many teachers aren't really that motivated to kind of teach you. They just read the book with mm. you and whatever. But really thinking about that way, that you can learn a ton of stuff and live multiple lives, basically, is game-changing. Yeah, yeah, man. That's, that's exactly how you should think about books. Um, 
even though you mentioned it already, you took away the the, the point, the point, uh, or however you call it, um, of, of of the quote. I want to read it nevertheless um, because it's yeah written quite nicely in my opinion. Education, continuing education, continually honing and ex expanding the mind is vital mental renewal. Sometimes that involves the external discipline of the classroom or systemized study programs. More often, it does not. <laughs> Proactive people can figure out many, many ways to educate themselves. It is extremely valuable to train the mind to stand apart and examine its own program. That, to me, is the definition of a liberal education. The ability to examine the programs of life against larger questions and purposes and other paradigms. Training without such education narrows and closes the mind so that the assumptions underlying the training are never examined. That's why it is so valuable to read broadly and to expose yourself to great minds. There's no better way to inform and expand your mind on a regular basis than to get into the habit of reading good literature. That's another high leverage quadrant two activity. You can get into the best minds that are now or that have ever been in the world. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Very nice quote. Man, yeah. Whenever I have to convince uh, somebody of reading a book ever again, uh, I'll just learn that quote by heart. And <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Will probably work nicely on like future children that I might have, right? So... <laughs> eight-year-olds man that's that's why you should read you don't even understand english yet but that's how <laughs> dad why are you suddenly speaking english i'm only eight <laughs> what are you doing i think i think the devil has taken him over shit <laughs> what weird language <laughs> right yeah okay yeah man and another important thing that i also tend to still struggle with um, is reducing well that's not exactly what he wrote I abstracted it a bit here because the book was written in 1989 um, reducing your social media intake in his times it was TV intake to only yeah. what enriches your life and mind yeah makes sense beca because especially if you see um, studies that show that many teenagers or even adults are spending if you take the weekend now and the day doesn't uh, have to work, spending up to eight hours or more on their phone daily, man, that's that's yeah. um, definitely, if you ask yourself, if you honestly ask yourself, not enriching your life, unless you're, I don't know, watching lectures, <laughs> philosophical lectures all day long <laughs> on your phone. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, but even, even then, it, yeah. I think it's, it's quite dangerous and I've noticed that with myself, let's say with Instagram, for example, I mainly follow like inspirational people and mm. uh, educational sites or whatever. And then it's very easy to kind of, <laughs> to kind of talk yourself into believing that you're actually kind of being productive, which yeah, obviously yeah. isn't the case. And <laughs> if what I try to do and I haven't been very successful at it so far. What what I try to do is whenever I stumble upon a new idea on social media or TV or YouTube, whatever, I try to get it into my second brain, into Notion, into to-do or whatever, so that I kind of consume more consciously, you know? Yeah. But yeah. it's it's hard because it's very, way easy then to just scroll and yeah, read based on, 10, on habits. quotes. <laughs> on bad habits. I didn't get that last five seconds oh man shitty connection okay yeah um with, with all those bad Dude, habits the uh, connection tend to form over time it's difficult to get out of them and social media is one of them <laughs> if you don't use it wisely i i just say it. i agree i i, okay, I got man. like the last sentence but I'm just going to say I agree. Because I, well, basically, to sum sure. up my point, man, um, it's difficult to get out of bad habits and social media is absolutely, uh, and oftentimes one of them. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, what I've been doing, it that has really helped is to just keep Instagram on my phone because I, I think Instagram is probably the most dangerous of all social yeah. media because you can just scroll and scroll infinitely and it just keeps yeah, giving you yeah, the yeah, content yeah. you want to see. Um so I just keep it on my laptop mainly and 
I mm. rarely check it. Maybe once a day, maybe not even that. Yeah, um, I deleted it completely as well. <laughs> yeah. Try it, guys. Man. It's, it's really life-changing. And you realize how much of your day has been wasted in the past on just scrolling yeah, mindlessly yeah. and consuming stuff. Man, at the time of the recording, yesterday, all WhatsApp servers and stuff went down. I wonder yeah. um, how, how many people were experiencing withdrawal symptoms from Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I think quite a lot, actually. Yeah. Because I think the majority of people who are on social media use it, use it extensively. I don't mm. think... Maybe, maybe, or maybe that's just, that's just an, that's just my intuition that maybe like 60 to 70% of people that use social media use it more than, let's say three hours per day. And that already is quite a lot. That's yeah. like, what, 21 hours, almost an entire day of the week just spent scrolling yeah, on Instagram. Yeah. That's, that's insane. Man, if you, if you, if you sum that up, man, um, it's like if you if you see it in, in respect to a whole year, man. That's like fifty day pure time on your phone on Instagram. Fifty, yeah, well, even more maybe, but about about fifty days, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then there are people saying I don't have time to go to the gym or to read a book or to spend yeah, time with yeah. my kids or whatever. And you're like, mm, yeah, you actually actually you do. <laughs> If you, yeah, exactly. If you um, quadrant two activity, man. Exactly. <laughs> you should you should definitely make time for that. Sharpening the soul. Um, let, let's move on a bit then. So that's that's the whole area of sharpening your mental soul, um, educating yourself, reducing social media intake to what really enriches you. Documentaries, I don't know, um, other cultures. <laughs> um, yeah, and journaling a lot of uh, a lot of journaling to, um, yeah, to do kind of criticize your own system where it might be going wrong, as you mentioned earlier. Second part, physical renewal. Um, that's one that hit home uh, quite a lot last <laughs> semester <laughs> because of COVID. You, at least I, had to stay inside several hours a day. Um, just watching lectures and stuff and then i didn't find the motivation to go outside anymore to do to do any sports because they were very demanding and therefore i entered kind of like a downward spiral of um yeah deteriorating fitness and we need um endurance and flexibility and strength um to make it out through our daily life first of all because it will be easier to carry your groceries home and to kind of um, have the fitness to stay awake uh, for uh, and yeah, to have the endurance and to stay awake uh, for yeah the whole day basically. Um, mm. And that's why it's important to first of all exercise on a regular basis, but also to um, eat well. Like basic advice, I suppose which your mama will tell you every time on the phone uh, when you <laughs> <laughs> when you call her from from your student living apartment and she says and you're eating healthy right whereas you're just eating spaghetti and pizza all day long <laughs> and yeah. um a very very important quadrant two thing as well get sufficient rest sleep enough um get relaxation yeah I guess very basic. I've I've been picking up um, exercising regularly um, again during semester holidays, and I feel so much better. I have to say, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, are are you still there, uh, my friend here, <laughs> or is the connection gone again? Ah, no, no, you're back. I'm back, and I missed the last thirty seconds again. But whatever. Yeah, basically, I said um, I started exercising uh, during semester break again regularly, and I uh, focused on some new recipes and stuff for cooking. And I f feel like I've improved quite a lot just from my general well-being. Yeah. That's great, man. Great to hear. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see how I'm gonna I'm gonna deal with all of that with starting uni and you know getting into the rhythm of stuff. 
Hmm. Having time to take care of myself physically and mentally. Honestly, and man, I think you'll very much enjoy it. Because yeah, you're, for sure. you're you're not bound to any um, um, you're not bound to any external restrictions. I mean, obviously, okay, your uni lectures and stuff, but you can handle everything on your own. And I think you're a person that uh, really really enjoys <laughs> um, arranging their life on their own. Other people m have serious problems with that if not if there's not some outside manager telling them what to do when. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see, man. It's gonna be interesting. Maybe, maybe we're gonna do an episode on how I'm faring, how I'm dealing with life, <laughs> whether yeah, I'm managing yeah. or not. We'll see. From your from your underground dungeon where you're housing, <laughs> uh, where pizza um, packages are lying around, and <laughs> exactly, yeah, used laundry is piling up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Man, nice. So, physical, mental, we already have. Um, last one uh, here for to be summed up into a bigger category afterwards um, is uh, spiritual. And um, that's a bit of a weird one to explain. Because, yes, obviously it could mean uh, religion for you. Um, but as how I would describe it um, is kind of reconnecting regrounding yourself a bit kind of getting out of 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 the hustle um yeah kind of focusing uh on your value system a bit more reinforcing your commitment to it whatever you figure out for yourself to be your principles to think about them that's kind of combines with journaling keep track of your thoughts experiences insights um for many people um meditation works to just zone out for a bit. Others might enjoy nature, going out there, letting your thoughts go, um, connecting back to the present, uh, thinking about the now and not like uh, about the next uh, 20 years of my life. <laughs> blah, blah. Yeah. Or literature, music, just, yeah. And enjoying that in the evening with a glass of whiskey next to the, um, how's it called, man? Um, fireplace yeah right <laughs> very style stylish <laughs> yeah man it's a vibe one day yeah. i want to one day man one day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one day we're gonna meet at our fireplace and just mm. drink whiskey and discuss life mm. and spiritual spirituality whatever now philosophy <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> philosophy right yeah um it very much surprised me to see that into uh, to that to kind of see those categories in sharpening your star because what I also only considered um, previously was mentally and more or less physically to to keep up to the demand of life, but also that spiritual component is very important and you kind of lack something if you're yeah not kind of figuring out the ladder position. <laughs> Climb up the wall. Absolutely. I, I wonder whether there's anything you are doing in, in that category. For for me personally, that, it's nature and I tried out meditation. It kind of works, but it's hard to convince myself to do it regularly. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, it really, really depends on my mood and on mm. what other stuff I've going on. If the other stuff I've going is very sort of requires me to focus very intently on one thing then the last thing i need is meditation <laughs> because <laughs> i feel like it's also a way of kind of i mean by definition it's a way of kind of letting go and letting your thoughts mm. flow and all of that but what i need for example in those instances i go to the city center where there are a lot of people and i just I don't know buy myself an ice cream and wander through the city and just experience life you know um, mm. feel the sunshine on my skin or whatever stuff like that yeah uh, but there are certainly also situations where I just want to I just want to have a cup of tea and read or uh, play the piano just yeah playing the stuff, piano is a big I'm one feeling. for me as well exactly <laughs> so it really depends on the mood and what I would suggest and what's probably true for most of those habits and 
areas of life is to just figure out what works for you really and not focus so much mm -hmm. on what other people are doing that you may follow on Instagram. Um, <laughs> because at the end of the day, it's important that it works for you and that you feel good and you feel recharged or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, man, figure out what works for you and stick with that. Man, I've, I've seen a recent episode of Matt Diavella and he was yeah. trying out yoga for a month and now I'm kind of in a mood. Oh man, I have to try that out <laughs> as well if it's working for him so much. <laughs> yeah. I think it also fits I've, into that spiritual category and also gives you yeah. physical exercise. Yeah, it kind of covers both. I, I've tried it in the past. I've done some yoga stuff. Uh, just to kind of try it out. But the dying dog and the, the, um, <laughs> the dying dog. The crying uh, walrus. <laughs> the crying student. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm going to have to kind of do it over a longer period of time and be more consistent with it to kind of figure out whether it's something that I want to incorporate in my life or not. We'll mm. see, man. Experimentation. Yeah yeah nice nice man yeah i very much advise you to figure it out because i think it's a thing that tends to be neglected um yeah. and it's very good for stress reducing however well um um, um, um those first three things um th those first three points spirituality um mentally sharpening your soul and physical uh, exercise or physically um Sharpening your soul, eating well, blah, blah. Um, Stephen Cohen sums up those things into what he calls, uh, or uh, what he calls um, your daily private victory. I have a quote here. Um, it is said that wars are won in the general's tent. Sharpening the saw in the first three dimensions, the physical, the spiritual, and the mental, is a practice I call the daily private victory. And I commend to you the simple practice of spending one hour a day every day doing it. One hour a day for the rest of your life. Yeah, I, I think I have to sign that. I mean, w w your life should be pretty fucked up if you don't manage to find uh, one hour uh, out of your whole day to invest into yourself, into your own well-being. No. Right? yeah absolutely. Um, yeah and uh i if you go into yourself i think you're again making excuses because you rather want to watch that uh, netflix movie which is okay from time to time to so note but if you're sure. spending every evening netflix and chilling um netflixing and chilling then yeah <laughs> not that not not that valuable <laughs> yeah absolutely and honestly if you have If you have time to watch an episode on Netflix of whatever show you're watching, then you probably have time to spare an hour or 45 minutes of a day mm. to kind of invest in yourself and make sure you're sharpening your saw. Yeah, man. Nice. He has a lot of nice anecdotes also there um, for all those three categories here. Um, so check out the book if you manage to get a hold of a copy if it's not too expensive for you um otherwise summaries online then the last point i want to get into today um here is so to speak the public victory socially sharpening your soul and um yeah there there are three points that he mentions it's first of all again the abundance mentality thinking win-win um in the sense of okay there's enough for everyone if we figure out things rightly and we can figure out a win-win situation in almost every case and if it doesn't work then let's make a no deal instead of uh, that nobody of us uh, if that somebody of us doesn't win yeah um basic principle for interacting with people I, i'd say we're quite nice um something else is kind of contribute to society and or to projects that help to improve the lives of others i think many people can get a lot of a lot of value out of it i, I suppose right <laughs> i mean absolutely something that's Yeah, I know. I don't know. If you're doing it, it kind of makes you feel, um, yeah, balanced out. You're not only caring for yourself, you're 
you're caring for society that that works together with you right <laughs> yeah man man we need to get like a um, how is it called social uh, philosopher out there yeah <laughs> into our podcast <laughs> well, maybe you, you have some some contacts over your studies and yeah no everything was online i practically didn't discuss any philosophy with other students the last two semesters that is quite sad but yeah maybe maybe i'll find some um yeah and again seek to understand other people um there's like this principle i like quite a lot Um, no matter the person you're talking to always assume that you can learn something from them um yeah it just improve like if you're interacting with others it just improves your yeah your 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 social circle <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. leads yeah, to man, meaningful relationships <laughs> yeah that whole social aspect uh is <laughs> something that i really really struggle with um i think that's well out of the four aspects that's the one that i, mm. I have to improve the most um yeah, man, it's it's kind of. I was an eye opener because I know that, and I've been working <laughs> on it, especially this past year. Yeah. But it's kind of again a little, you know, a little warning sign to take it more seriously and to you know work on that more because I right. I really tend to kind of. I don't want to say only care about me, but to be a little bit too focused on kind of my journey and what I want yeah. to do and what I want to achieve that I kind of neglect other people and ne- neglect maybe also society as a whole. I'm just kind of <laughs> kind of thinking about what I want to do. And yeah, man, it's something I'm, I'm working on, but yeah, man, not, I, not as easy as it sounds. I, I can relate to that um, because I also find it very difficult to engage in projects where I'm helping out others in some way and I don't get anything back, back for it because... At least I tend to tell tell myself again and again, yeah, my time is scarce and I want to invest it wisely. And usually yeah. um, the only return that you see is if you invest your time into something that also benefits yourself. Um, so it's hard for me to engage in those activities. And I think I also need to improve there a lot. Um, yeah. And I think why so many people are struggling with their lives now, it's another fault now, uh, right now, like in the pandemic, is exactly because they can't sharpen their social soul. <laughs> yeah. Although, I mean, yes and no. I think I think with the pan- pandemic, it was quite an interesting situation because I very much feel like in the beginning, you could really see that people at the end of the day, most people really only care about themselves. If you remember that whole toilet mm. paper thing and people kind of buying in bulk and <laughs> hamstring or whatever, yeah. you know, it was kind of kind of interesting to see that people were so focused on their survival and their family, which is understandable. I'm not judging mm. it. I'm just saying it was kind of interesting to see that. But I think over the course of, let's say, the last year, um, I feel like people have become a little more conscious on one side of those little things that improve your life and those little blessings to be able to you know maybe even see your colleagues at work and to be able to uh, go whenever you want without having Mm. to wear a mask and having to be vaccinated or whatever those kind of things people have learned to appreciate more i think in certain aspects it led to more understanding among people maybe that's just my impression what do you think yeah no no definitely i also value social interaction so much um before before the whole covid uh, situation um i very much like to get out of all that social interaction stuff and get some private time because that's all uh, that's something that i need to recharge I, i guess i'm an introvert in that respect um but during covid i also i kind of also noticed for myself man um that there's too much uh, loneliness, <laughs> that there's also too much uh, introvertedness in that sense, yeah. or too, too much staying at home. And I noticed that, man, some social interaction after like one week of not really talking to anyone, that's, that would be cool right now. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I, I, can, I can relate to that, man. Um, and 
Man, another thought. Um, I recently watched a podcast episode of The Art of Manliness. Sounds mm -hmm. a bit pretentious and uh, misogynistic. It's not, I promise you. It's, it's quite a nice productivity podcast as well. Um, and it was about talking to strangers. Right. <laughs> I also have see a big improvement field there for me. Um, they... Man, how, how do I sum this up, man? The basic point they made is you can get so much value of talking to random strangers out there. <laughs> um, yeah. Because I, I, in, in our current cultures, um, when we're walking down the street, we basically don't even pay attention to each other. Um, just some other random guy I don't want to get involved in. Looks like a, <laughs> looks like a gangster. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. have his life under control. Um, whereas um, the moments that really tend to enrich your life uh, are those when you have a nice, even though it might be short, a nice conversation with a stranger at the supermarket aisle or in, in the subway. Or, um, they tend to yeah. lift your moods tremendously if they happen. And... Um, the point they made is you should go out and uh, experience more of those <laughs> those little um, things. Don't uh, look into your smartphone all the time. Just talk up uh, to a stranger, and if they, yeah, <laughs> um, if if they don't want to talk, then fine. I mean, you'll never see them again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And then it turns out one of them is your uni professor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, just yeah. kidding. Oh, you're um, that weirdo, man. Yeah, and even then, man, what what will happen? I mean, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I I I'm also trying to train myself in that kind of situations to think, okay, what's really the worst thing that could happen? Talking mm -hmm. to that person who's also waiting for the bus, you know, what's the worst thing? He, the worst thing really would be that he's he's getting annoyed and he just moves a, f uh, a few meters from me and you know ignores me that's yeah, kind of yeah. the worst thing that could happen really uh but most people are really receptive to it and yeah. as you said we are very fast to judge someone by the way he or she looks yeah, and yeah. i've also experienced that just a few months ago when i was in munich and i was looking for um a certain street i didn't find it my gps wasn't working properly <laughs> and I was just wandering around uh, looking for someone to ask. And there was this guy who was like, you're really tall and big and a rocker and had the, he had a big beard and uh, a dog who looked really aggressive <laughs> oh, yeah, you and was black and all of That's that. So nice. Yeah, man. And I, I was like, he's the only person. Yeah, I'm just going to ask him, whatever. And as soon as I asked him, dude, he was so soft-spoken and mm. so nice. And his dog was really nice. And he even offered his to walk with His dog was me. really nice. Yeah, man, his dog was just really cute. And just, I thought the dog yeah. looked, I think it was a bulldog. And he looked like really aggressive and was mm. like black dog and all of that. And, but he was really nice, man. And he kind of showed awesome, me the way and offered to walk with me. And those little moments, I think, yeah, just, as you said, really lift your mood and kind of, make you want to talk to strangers more. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Those are also the best experiences I have in, in the train um, where I speak, where I spoke with some random people uh, opposite for me. They might have done a bike tour. They might have been um, in, the, in, the, in the German army and could tell a lot of awesome stories. Um, yeah. it's, it's, always, it's always cool from learn, learning from others. And what might happen is that people, first of all, are like, kind of perplexed yeah what, what does he want from me he, wait he doesn't want to talk to me and you should not uh, <laughs> confuse it first of all with um de them rejecting you in in that sense yeah. you should just yeah you can repeat what you said and <laughs> whatever like are, are for a, a small conversation and i'm like yeah blah 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 i'm trying <laughs> you can even say man i'm trying out to talk to strangers more and yeah, then you already exactly. have a conversation started exactly yeah <laughs> and you can talk about how you heard about it in the podcast yeah. and they're gonna ask what podcasts you like whatever and, just and then you recommend our podcast <laughs> exactly <laughs> do that people <laughs> advertisement best podcast but yeah out there. yeah sure yeah Maybe you can also approach people with, hey, I'm not trying to sell you anything. Just, <laughs> just hear me <laughs> out. I'm just trying to have a human conversation. Help me here. I no, might I'm sell not. you the podcast in my side. It's a nice exactly. concept there. No. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, awesome. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. Absolutely.
definitely a concept I want to get into more and I might, yeah, uh, report on that in future episodes. And it's also a concept to socially sharpen your soul a bit more, interacting with others. Well, yeah, I guess it's been a nice episode, right? Let's maybe let's let's sum up the whole thing again a bit. Let's sum up, yeah. Yeah. um, First of all, seven rules for highly effective people. Kobe doesn't uh, want you to put your ladder against the wrong wall. He constructs up a uh, kind of manual to to get the right paradigm shift in your life to get the right principles first of all and build up upon them and to keep all of your uh, principles that you have right now in in life uh, sound and in order and uh, your health in perfect shape your well-being there is the concept of sharpening your saw and you can sharpen it in uh, four different areas which you should um, spend Uh, the first three at least, about an hour every day on um, socially. Well, we have to see how how much how much interaction you get during COVID. Um, spend about equal amounts of time on them. Um, physical, mental, spiritual, and socially sharpening your saw. And yeah, my my advice is to for you is to get out, out a pencil and a paper right now and write down in every category what um, might work for you, what you can stick to for the next few, let's say for the next week at least, um, in at least one of those categories, whether it's working out, something that you can keep up uh, consistently, whether it's starting to read, even if it's just 15 minutes a day or even less. Um, Just get out something on the paper and commit yourself to it and see how it improves your life. And don't excuse yourself if you don't have the time. With exactly. that, man, it's a pleasure. It was a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, man, it yeah. was and it is. And thank you so much for summing it up and for organizing your thoughts so beautifully and <laughs> telling our audience about the spy. Not as beautiful as you are, man. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening, as always. Um, leave a review a comment a, an idea an email whatever and hope you join us in next week's episode bye bye yeah bye